T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. Not all of us tight ends are built like Kyle Brady. Where we look like Mack Trucks and Shrek at the same time. Some of us are thin, live, and beautiful. Look at me. I'm a former NFL tight end, Christian Fourier. Look how handsome I am. This is Gresh and Fourier. Dimitri Orlov shoots and scores! The Flames gave away the ice, and Orlov takes it for his first goal as a Bruin. Orlov scores his second! Dimitri Orlov has four points in the last four periods. Marchand to Bergeron. McAvoy scores! They pull one out of the rabbit's hat. Linus Holberg stood on his head. 54 saves. Andy Gresh. You constantly hear about wide receiver one and the need for that player. I like the geometry of the pass-catching group. You know, the Patriots neither had a slot nor a third down back last year. That's totally unpatriotic. I'm in the business of making the Cincinnati Bengals better, and so trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. They want a receiver. Go find your own, you know. Christian Fourier. I interviewed Matt, so there was a number of reports. Yeah, he, he, he was... He's outstanding. I've known him for a long time. We've practiced against the Patriots. I think he's extremely talented. He's a guy that I think he's they've won five Super Bowls while he was calling defensive defenses. I was 100% wrong. Gresh and Fourier right now. Christian. Yo. Since we'll probably have some time there at the place, I will outshoot you left-handed. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. On WEEI. What a win by the Boston Bruins last night. The Bruins get it done in Calgary, where, by the way, they opted to spend the night. Hmm. Of all the places in all the land, of all the NHL outposts, really, where you would end a, uh, a road trip and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should spend the night here. I didn't realize that Calgary, Alberta, Canada would have been on the list. I've never been to Calgary. Uh, but I would say that uh, the saddle it, dome it, looks like a saddle. I don't know if you knew that or not. Professional athletes can find a good time in any city. Well, I'll put it that way. I, I don't think... care where you're at. You're feeling good about yourself. You maybe you've lowered your you know your expectations of what you're willing to deal with at night when all the lights go on and everybody's falling off their bar stools. Like, yeah, you're like, everybody wants to feel good. That's the best time. The crappier the city, sometimes I've had my best uh, my best nights. What is the crappiest city you've had the most fun in? 
Um, I would say. If you tell me Buffalo, no, you're on no, your own. I'm uh, leaving. Can- Kansas City. I didn't like Kansas City. How can you not like Kansas, Kansas City? City? I didn't like it. Are it you was... anti barbecue? No, it was just. It was like uh, it was just nothing really going on. It's a very sleepy town. There's not a lot of activity. And and all I know is I ended up in a in a cab with Warren Moon, and I'll end the story there. Oh, I can fill in some I, of the rest, or I, at least I'll allow remember, my imagination remember, to fill in some of the rest. I remember walking through the lobby and just all of a sudden say, like, hey, Fourier. I was like, what's up? And he's like, hey, you want to get something to eat? I was like, sure. And I was like, next thing you know, we didn't end up at any food places. Four <laughs> hours sure. later, after you've, had a, uh, after you've had a nice chopped sirloin at a, you know, Den of Iniquity in Kansas well, City. I would say the best steak I ever got was at a Den of Iniquity in Houston. Well, yeah. The but best those, steak I ever on, got was at a place of, uh, I don't know. A, Ill a, repute? Fine, <laughs> fine. Where they would have a shoe show. <laughs> was it maybe uh, at uh, Chicken Nick? Uh, pop on the uh, mic, please. Is it? Uh, were you at Dossier's Houston? I have no idea what it was. For I was ALCS? Just a I was yes, just- Greg. Uh oh! Oh, wrong, wrong one. Hang on, yeah, come other on. one. Get it right. Other one. They only have steak on the menu there, so it shows up on your bill, uh, your credit card receipt. As oh a yeah, steak place. That's, That's right. Who's using a credit there. card at any of those places? Poor people. Um, I, no <laughs> one's using a credit card. Salespeople. Salespeople. Best steak I ever got. Best steak I ever ate in my life was when I was younger, uh, trolling around, uh, hanging on to Warm Moon's coattails. <laughs> Best steak I ever. I Did just, he pay? There was. I probably, because I didn't have... You didn't remember? I don't... Listen, all I know is we made it home uh, by bed check. I also feel like, Foyer, you could have extended your career with the Stampeders in uh, Calgary. You think? Should should given the Stampeders? Should you? No, 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 given the opportunity. Didn't little Dougie Flutie play up there? No, run around, little guy, chucking on a ball around (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) I'm a CFL hero. I want you to love me. Hey, I know Greg is lingering right now, but you want to know when Gresh like hates somebody? Yeah, like when he just despises them or doesn't respect them. I, I want to know who he doesn't. Well, no, no, he likes a lot. <laughs> oh, of Oh no, I do like a lot he of likes people. A ton of people. No, it's Flutie people. is de- Flutie is on the list of people I've said it directly to his face, and yeah. they got up and walked away. Can't stand him. Uh, yeah, not way, a fan. It wasn't directly to his face. You tower over. <laughs> no, no, him, right? we were like both sitting down. Oh, sitting down. Yeah, okay. yeah, we were sitting down. And when he got up, he actually kicked us off the air, knocked our power out. I got blamed. He <laughs> got yelled at. Oh yeah, this was probably like whenever they had the AAA All Star Game down in Pawtucket. So what would that been? Oh one oh two oh three something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, I pissed everybody off. It was fantastic. There's a lot of people that like uh, I don't know how we're getting down the Doug Flutie uh, you know road, but there's a lot of people that kind of. Have an issue with Flutie. I don't have. I haven't had many who come up to me and go, you know what? You were really mean that day. I haven't, I haven't had I haven't, that happen I much. Have an issue with any grown man bringing a glove to a baseball See, game. See, uh, uh, really, uh, you're the Lou Maloney crowd right now. No, like, I, I don't bring a glove. Why? Uh, Why not? He's you have 40, hands. He was forty something years old. He's a fan. Let the kids catch the ball. Well, he'll give him the ball after he catches no, it. No, he doesn't. He he probably, have you ever back. seen him catch a ball before, <laughs> Greg? He has, has the heart of one. That's why he has the heart of a child. That's why. Can do that. Break. Is that the total hardo move? By if I bring a glove to a game, yes. like I'm not. A, what age am I not allowed to bring a glove to a game? 
Please tell me. It depends if I sit on in the it. suites. I get it. The ball's not going there anyways. Right, but you, if I'm third baseline, if I'm you're first with a baseline, child, are you all, are there's a net there anyways. Are you also sitting there scoring the game? I mean, no. I, I, now, <laughs> now I may because that's not an app. <laughs> like, no, yeah. there, then maybe now I do it because the games are quicker. It's much yeah. better. All right, I don't want to linger. I know that bothers folks. No, you, you're good. No, no. Show. Well, uh, oh yeah. No, no you won't. No, you won't. Get out of here. You got called two weeks ago when I was. I know, but you're. About to get on uh, Hill Force One and go to Florida, right, so get out of here okay. with that. Right. This is a thing. Well, you're listening in the, the record, helicopter. For the record, I don't mind the lingering. I mind Wiggy lingering. Right. Okay. Oh, well. I mind. I don't like the fact that Wiggy lingers, chats too much, is too <laughs> just like just doesn't want to leave. If anyone should Great. do 25 hours, yeah. it yeah. should be him. Greg, Greg we need to do it next. Greg, we need to. You and I once a week or once a month need to do a podcast on the off-air conversations between Fourier and Wiggy. 100%. It is, I mean, it is like it you're great. sitting, it's like you're, it's like the meeting for the tight ends is waiting it to is. start, yeah, well, and yeah, the coach exactly. has to come in the room. And and that's exactly what it is. What it is. Exactly and then the coach comes in. And everybody and then, shuts up. And no, the coach, well, depending on the coaches, the coach comes in, and then he, we hijack him. We hijack the we hijack the meeting, and then he kind of gets influenced, and he starts true. he starts chiming in also with his stupid opinions. Well, you guys did that. I'm I'm guessing it's probably like when you start to talk to the teacher at the end of class, so they forget homework. Absolutely, that's why bit. they did it with coaches because they didn't want to get the film. As a, that's that's why they were. I Wiggy, I understand why it bothers you because he just it's like throwing a line in. He brings up ten or twenty just, topics just, until he, you bite on. Such yes. a slow until, mover until you bite. He is such a slow mover. Everything he does, he'll probably says he moves with purpose <laughs> as opposed with moving with energy. Yeah, you know, there's no. no wasted movement with Wiggy. It's very slow and methodical. And at 1245, <laughs> Foyer's got an issue with Wiggy. Oh, yeah. It's something that happened oh, on yeah. the show today. I am, I am so we'll Wiggy. be, uh, we'll yeah. be using I'm, some audio and all that. Yeah. I am done yeah. with, with a certain aspect of Wiggy's analysis. And I am going huh. to expose him and Matt Light, mind you, to the world. Oh. I am doing it. I to thought both of Light them. was pretty interesting on the show today. I thought he was too. Yep. The the, the shower check Got thing is kind of it. a hardo move, though, in my opinion. <laughs> the what now? The, 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 the whole the Willie sh- McGinnis shower check. Did you hear oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, hey, shower check, homie. It was like, dude, like I just want to take a shower. What are you like? This, this Greg, you've heard that. Uh, <laughs> you've heard the Willie McGinnis fair Collins story, right? I don't waiting think so. in. If you no. ever get Willie on again, you got to ask him. Is this waiting the fight? in. Yeah, waiting in line for the P test yeah, of Brian. I don't know if Willie's going to be available for. Uh, <laughs> he's, under, he's underground. I forgot wow. about that. He's underground for a while. I forgot about that. That's right. Well, Michael Irvin apparently is going to be okay because if he gets booted off NFL Network, he might get a hundred million from a hotel chain. I mean, he should though. Or and, suites in every city he wants to stay. And in. Irving is too. He'll what be two and zero oh after this one. You know he's what? There he'll be two and zero oh after this. If uh, if if uh, Michael Irvin wins that suit, should he go with the cash or lifetime? of free hotel rooms probably wherever. Lifetime, lifetime minibar I'll access. I'll tell you, that's all probably, the minibar access. But what happened to the Willie story? It just disappeared. I think it disappeared purpose. right now. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they kicked him off NFL Network, and he just went underground. Listen, that video is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty bad? Pretty bad, Well, yeah. I mean, terribly bad? Like, it's pretty bad. Like, I'm yeah. trying to be polite. You know, because I actually he's a forgot about it. Quite honestly, they've done a good job of making you kind of forget about it, because yeah. I admit, I, I forgot. He did his apology, anything. and that was it. That's it. Like, he's probably Dunsky. 
I don't know how you. Re- I, would, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. Recover from that. Back from that. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's you like mean he, pretty it's ballsy. Not like he accidentally dropped a champagne bottle on a guy's no. head. No, like mean, hold I, on, was... hold him up, hold him up. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Shawshank Redemption. The guy's yeah. mouthy at the very beginning. Hold him up, and he punches him in his gut. So you mean Willie might be Dunsky like all the other teams in the Atlantic Division? Oh, all right. <laughs> Because That's my of, cue to say goodbye. Because, <laughs> back to sports. Fresh being polite. Because of Linus oh, Allmark. Thank you very much. Linus ends up getting a win last night, and uh, he said, well, we didn't play our very best, but we find a way to win. Here's Lean. Yeah, I mean, they tried their hardest throughout the game, you know, and that's what I'm going to do as well. I'm going to try my best. That's all we can ask of each other. It doesn't matter if we are, are tired or we're firing on two cylinders or three cylinders. You just got to try to give your best for the day. And that's what I thought we did. Uh, you know, and they're a good team. You know, it's it's tough to come in here on the back-to-back and a lot of driving on your legs. But we managed to find a way. 54 yeah. saves for Linus last night. And I know our Scott McLaughlin on WEEI.com has a column up on Olmark's night last night. And Scott tweeted this uh, after the game, and he's a million percent right. The goal that Lena scored was awesome. There's no question. What he did last night was more impressive because for some reason, the Bruins were just a sieve in terms of allowing shots. Again, 54 saves from Linus. Bruins even jumped up to a 2-0 lead. Then next thing you know, they find themselves in a tie game, and then all of a sudden they're down. And I thought Linus was fantastic last yeah, night. Yeah, that would be uh, – would that be uh, – we've, we've talked about puck luck, and that would be him standing on his head, uh, I guess, if I'm using the correct terminology. Oh, we're going back you, to the Tim Thomas days. Well, it, it is it is amazing, though, because they were not at their best, and if they were ever going to steal a game, like this was going to be it. Because even in the first period, Gresh, so score is two to nothing, mm-hmm. and the Bruins had only shot five times. So they got two goals on five attempts. Both by a, Dimitri Orlov, yeah, by the way. Yeah, so he gets he gets two in a row, and you're like, all right, like once they get a lead, good luck catching up. But sure as hell they do. Mm-hmm. And when you look at just each period, five to 19 shots on goal in the first period. Four, only four in the second period. So they go in for a quick little break and drink some orange juice, get, get energized. They only get four shots on goal. Then they get eight in the third. To They get eight in the third to their 12. So in the third, they actually did a little bit better job. You know, and then overtime, they get three. So to me, that was an obvious sign of just a, a, a literally a goalie just stealing a win because they were slow. They were disorganized. They were they were uh, giving up the puck multiple times. You know times. what they looked like? They looked like they were, they were on tired. The, they looked like they were on yeah, the back end of a back to back on a long West Coast yeah, trip. So Absolutely. Think about that. So you, that to me is the ultimate sign of like, wow, man. Even when we play like crap, man, we're still finding a way to win. Totally agree. And Charlie McAvoy ended up with the game winner with four seconds left in overtime. And it's crazy. They asked the guy who scored the game winner after the game about did you know Dmitry Orlov had this kind of offense in him? No. No, I didn't. I know that when we played against him, I always thought that he was a great player with Washington. Um, yeah, obviously, he's a winner. He's won before. Uh, I think when you can bring in someone like that who has the experience and can win, uh, you know, I think that speaks a, a lot. Um, but then to see you know, what, you know, what he's meant early here in these games, how, how hard he plays defensively, he plays with that chip, um, and then offensively, uh, you know, to have a game like he did tonight. Um, he was a part of it last night, too. Uh, <laughs> we'll just keep building. I mean, I'll tell you, it's fun because 
we feed off each other in here and you know someone like him's gone then you know it lifts us all up you know we all want to we want to get involved and, and, and feed off each other um, you know so the onus is on us to to do that for each other uh, I'll be honest, man. This was a hell of a run. So the Bruins stayed in Calgary last night to be able to fly here today. They got today off. And then tomorrow it is Buffalo. And normally that first game back after a West Coast trip normally doesn't set up very well. We'll talk about that with Andrew Raycroft tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Good morning to the Twitchers. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch. You can text us at 37937. Red Sox beat the Marlins yesterday. Corey Kluber made his debut. Red Sox will play the Astros today. Billy's got more on that. Celtics are in action tonight. And uh, for you, you and I are going to unpack this one a little more against Cleveland because we have to ask the question, is this the first time the Celtics have been in the underdog role? We will get to that with you. Andy Hart will join us at 1220. Foyer's got a problem with Wiggy. We'll get to that <laughs> at 1245 as well. And, of course, you at 617-779-7937. By the way, the news out of the Combine is uh, hot and heavy. Lots of different things that Foyer and I are going to be able to uh, intertwine football-wise all throughout the show. Hope you have a, a great day here on this, believe it or not, March 1st. How about that? March 1st, already college basketball season. <laughs> the tournaments are right around the corner, and I'm trying to keep from getting vacationitis. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Tonight, the Boston Celtics at the TD Garden are five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cleveland Cadavers. Celtics are uh, minus 225 on the money line, over-under of 220. That money line feels heavy. I wonder if I uh, – I need to peek at that again because I wonder if I, I wrote that down wrong somehow. 
Uh, oh, it's down to minus 210. So it's Celtics minus five and uh, now minus 210 on the money line. But Fourier, the, uh, the Cavs have given the Celtics all they can handle this season. In fact, they've beaten them twice. Now the Celtics are no longer the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. That? What a half a game back now. Are they able to now flip the script? And I'm not going full blown Travis Kelsey, Rodney Harrison. Hey, we're the odds on favorite and we're great, but now no one believes in us. And you, one guy that picked against us, we're going to use that as a rallying cry. Da 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 da. But. A little bit of adversity for the Celtics yeah, a little here. Bit. Good. I like it. Good. They need it. I like they need it. it. I would say it's not. Uh, it's not knee jerk. Knee jerk reaction time, is it? And uh, right no, for this team, it's not knee jerk so. reaction time. Okay, so the Knicks are scrappy. The Knicks are better than I think most people thought, and they they play tough. And you had a listen. The reason why they lost that game against the Knicks is because they had like their worst three point shooting percentage of the year and no Jalen Brown okay and no and even listen I would say they still should be able to you know beat the the New York Knicks without Jalen Brown Mm -hmm. and because they have one of the best benches in the NBA but they couldn't shoot the ball and and right now they live and they die by the three-pointers so if they are off as badly historically as they were they're gonna lose so but no this is your this is your game you're the one that needs to like really like almost take a victory lap because you don't believe in the Philadelphia 76ers. I let Shime uh, and Wiggy do all the victory laps for their little wins. Well, I would say double down. Maybe that's bad. Maybe oh! you should double down. Because, like, Billy, listen, look at this guy I with mean, his gambling lingo. Oh, double I it mean, down oh, now. You know, your I, book. I, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm still waiting for, for Gresh to give me the book. I'm still waiting for Gresh to give me the book. Because buy it, it sounds today. like the book is not worth anything. We'll get to that at 11.45 because oh, someone is going to take another victory lap. But I – hold on. I'll wait for Blind that. squirrel. Uh, I mean, listen. Does this team feel like the kind of team that needs to be the underdog? Are they – or are they comfortable leading the pack? You know – Do they need a target on their back? Are know, they comfortable chasing? That's, that's interesting because – I have not thought about that once this year. Me Honestly, I have not thought that one time. And it never really seeped into my head of the whole, can this team deal with prosperity? I think from really that halfway point of last season through what we have seen to today here on March 1st, 2023, We've seen the Celtics deal with success pretty well. We've seen them handle, uh, and by the way, handle a little bit of adversity along the way because let's be real now, how many of us really had Ime Udoka getting punted as the coach of the Celtics uh, on your bingo card? None of us did. So their adversity that they went through was at the beginning of the year, but they also put in someone that these guys are really comfortable with. So, you know, my gut would say, no, I don't think I don't think they need it. I don't. Now, if the cries get louder, maybe they will jump on it. And for like for me, that is the bigger question. Is this group wired in such a way that if people still continue to sort of chirp at them or be like, ah, you're just the number two in the East or whatever, or the national media say on ESPN, like a perk goes on ESPN and it's just like, hey. Uh, you know, this team is, they're still really good, but they're slipping a little bit. Will this team use it to sort of rally themselves? See, I don't know. I don't like, think so. I don't think they, they haven't won anything. 
So it's not like they could use the whole. Well, they won the East last year. Well, I know, but it was. I would say Golden State was the team last year that was working with the underdog. Nobody believes in this mentality, especially when it looked like they were going to be down substantially. They were the ones that had proven a lot and won a lot, and they you're were old, they were working with again. The, right. Yeah, you're that, also that they, whole thing. that was almost their rallying cry, right? And it worked for them, but the, the Celtics, I don't really feel like they've identified a personality yet. Well, I guess what would you if you were to identify what would you what would you call them? Well, how would you define them? This this team, right? I mean, I just don't feel like there's. With all the success that they've like had this what year, what is the identifying trait with this group? I mean, I, 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 I'm just, I mean, maybe I'm working backing myself into a corner because no, no, I haven't no, really you're thought not. it out yet. Because no. I'm like in real time, I'm like, what? How would I explain them? Like, I, of- you know, it's tough in the NBA. And uh, Belfast thirty five in the Twitch chat said they haven't had all five starters in quotes all year, really. But that also adds a layer of context to this discussion that is more than necessary because it feels like every team in the NBA manages the regular season to be healthy for the postseason, and you hope within the regular season, even though this guy might miss or that guy might be out or you don't have, as he put it, all like five starters all the time, you sort of hope to kind of build your team chemistry and your team through the regular season, even though the group in the postseason might be your most complete unit that you don't play with much during the regular season. It's an interesting All right, point. So let me try this out. Let me try this out. Tell me if you agree or, or disagree with All this right. with this point. Okay. The way that, you know, the way you identify a team, specifically, I'll say specifically to the NBA, is determined by who your star is. You give me a great team, uh, a playoff team, you tell me who their best player is, and then I can identify what their personality is. For example, I just use Miami because it's easy. Um, Butler, okay? Very identifiable player attitude. The Bucks, it's Giannis. Um, uh, Phoenix with Chris Paul. I would be like... Ween, the Clippers get with out it's, of it's, here. It's, it's, it's even Kyrie. though Devin Booker's a stud, I know, but but Denver, right? Okay, it's uh, they're they're and Nikola, Okay, so and I would say it's easy. And for me, now tell me if I'm right or wrong. It's Tatum. He's your most identifiable All Star MVP. To me, when I think him, I think quiet. I think non confrontational. I think uh, how about steady. Consistent. That's because even with his verbiage, the way he speaks, the way he motivates, I think he's pretty he's, steady. Well, then he's um, Tim Duncan. I mean, he's just—he's. I mean, that you talk about steady, no emo. Well, except the difference is Jason Tatum is all about getting all of the individual awards know, along but... the way, and and uh, Tim Duncan was like, "Oh, are the NBA finals over? Can I go?" I know, can but I, do you can I leave the state of Texas, go take a vacation, and go hang out? Is that is that true? Is that is that like premise true with your your team's personality identified by the star? I kind of think so. I do. However, the Celtics also have some guy named Marcus Smart on their roster, and I think that there is a part of the Celtics' identity that does come from him. And um, it feels weird almost saying it because. It's like, oh, if Jalen Brown's listening, he might get upset because it's either Tatum or Smart on the other end that are the guys that are kind of setting the tone. They've got good veteran leadership, 
But those guys speak when they need to. Like, to me, Al Horford's not a guy who's going to be like Grant Williams, who if you put a microphone in front of his face, he's never going to shut up. It feels like Al Horford is more of the, I speak when I need to, but yeah, otherwise... He's Anthony I'm, Pleasant yeah, yeah. to me. That's who there he is. There you go. Thank he's you. I, a great, great example yeah. that people can connect to. That So it's hard for me not to include Marcus Smart into a little bit of the identity of this team because when they need toughness... They do have it, See, and that includes Tatum. That's that's where I think it's kind of confusing because <laughs> I do. Because it's it, hard to not think that some of the uh, attitude and mentality of the Golden State Warriors isn't wrapped up in Draymond Green as well. Yes, when you need a spark, but but he's an instigator. He's a mood changer. He's Woody he's Woodpecker. A, yeah, so, <laughs> but he's still... Like that, that that team was always tough. They they were smart. They were they made clutch shots. I mean, they were they you know they played to the end. I mean, they were never out of it. So to me, I always thought it's interesting when, like your your star is quiet and he's uh, you know consistent, and the like the mouth of the team is also thinks he's a star. That's why I think. Do I think if if Marcus Smart had Jason Tatum's skills? They'd be identified just like the Heat are with Jimmy Butler. That's how because he would dictate terms. I don't he would think dictate it's the style. Right. So it is. I say okay. So can they? Are they used to? Do they need to be motivated by being behind? And the fact that the Bucks are now have a half game and it looks like it's going to be a really tight race. And I want. And I want to play this with you because I we had Steve Pagliuca on yesterday. Okay. And the big question about the number one seed is a big topic for me. And Steve said it doesn't really matter. Well, it's obviously important uh, because you have an edge playing at home, but we have the best road record on the league, and, and we have an excellent team. So we'll let the chips fall where they may. Uh, we really need to get prepared for the playoffs and and keep everybody healthy, and, and that that'll be the goal. But it'd be great to get that number one seed if we could. But it's not the end of the world if we don't, because we have a very good team and and, and a great road record as well. And that's where I'm I at. Disagree. Well, because disagree. that's because the in in the, in the NBA. Health in the playoffs is number one. Yeah. Because the the margin for error is so fine. And look, the Celtics won games on the road in the playoffs last year in big spots. It would be nice to have the number one seed. And you, we have the standings up on Twitch right now. Bucks are in at 44 and 17. Celtics are 44 and 18. 76ers are 39 and 21. And then there's the Cavs at 39 and 25 sitting there as the number four seed. Uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, game seven on the road in Milwaukee to go to the NBA finals. I I, I don't think this team blinks. I don't think that they blink, but I do think that I just feel like if you can, why risk it? It it is harder. It is harder, right? I mean, let's not act like, hey, we got a great road record during the regular season. What's the advantage though? Okay. In hockey, I get it. Last line change matters True. in the postseason. You want that. That I understand. But, and this isn't being, di- I don't want this to come across as sounding disrespectful to Celtic fans or anything like that. But what is the big advantage of being at home I think in it's, the NBA I think it's, I and think, relative to Boston? Well, you would sit there and say, well, it's not like the NFL because there's an obvious noise advantage. I play on the right. road. I can't hear. Right. Okay. I'd rather be at home. There's noise okay. everywhere in the NBA. Uh, and it doesn't matter, right? They're always screaming. Do you really, it's more you know, visual. It's not like you're taking vocal cues, you know, so you screw up because you can't hear. It's movement. It's it's spacing. I would say the biggest point is like, it's almost like a, it's not a guarantee, 
But in the NBA, and if you did the numbers, you could you would see that like that road team is because they're so uh, temperamental with like home and away, and you can almost like set your clock to it. With hey, I lose um, on the road. I know I'm coming back. Bam! Instant energy, in- instant opportunity. As opposed to getting out of your own house, getting on a plane, uh, going to another environment, dealing with those set of circumstances. I do think that the energy of the stadium of the arena makes a difference. Hmm. I do. I do think it makes a difference. Now you could be the team that says, "I love the crazy environment." I love the hecticness. I love the chaos. I love people screaming and yelling at me. I love that. I think that's embraced a little more in the NBA than it really? is in other sports. I don't know. For the superstar. Last year with Golden State Warriors, they were bitching and complaining about they, they the yelling were, and screaming. But but again, you went to, yeah, because it was, uh, what, Clay Thompson was the one. Oh, the children. What could they hear? So was Steve Kerr. However, yeah, because he's backing his guy. But to me... The superstars are the ones that really relish being on the road. You can't tell me that Steph Curry didn't get wood with what he did here in the garden, hitting big shots, working around guys, all that kind of stuff, just having massive games on the road. Because I think, like, think about Michael Jordan, right? Two of his most legendary shots. One are in Cleveland with Craig Elo, where they end up beating the Cavs and moving on in the playoffs. And the other one was the flu game, I ate the pizza. And he knocks down the shot in Utah. The legend of Michael Jordan was enhanced because those were on the road. We and played I, in front of rude people before, dropping F-bombs with children is. in the crowd. Right, right, Real right. classy. Get Good out job, of Austin. here. Right, whatever. It happens everywhere. But for you, you mentioned the superstar. Like... To me, Giannis, it's the, oh, yeah, game seven on the road, here we go. That's what I think makes those superstars, that's what puts them at that level. To me, that's what separates, again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm crapping on Jalen Brown, but that's like what separates guys like Tatum and Brown even, or Tatum and others. Let's go to Joe in the car, regression Fourier. Hi, Joe. Hey, good morning, Drew. Um, you know, I, I, first of all, let me just say I love this team, but it does. I do feel that just looking at Tatum and Brown, if they don't have a, a target on their back, I don't feel that they they, they rise to the level. You don't Why? think that they don't? They, based on what? I'll give you yeah. the whole based on what. Based on what? Based on how many times have we saw have we seen Tatum shrink at the highest of levels playing the best team? How many times have we seen uh, Brown having, you know, they just, they're so inconsistent. There's no, there's no, I don't know what the word is, edge. There's no edge. Well, that's what Marcus Smart brings. And, Joe, I couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, First of all, in evaluating Tatum, I think Tatum last year in the NBA Finals, he ran out of gas. There was the Olympic stuff as well, and that carried over. And that's a part of the reason why Jalen Brown was able to really rise up through the finals. But come on now. Game six in Milwaukee, to think that Jason Tatum didn't, like, you know, jump up last year. Like, come on, man. Really? Yeah. Like, that's the that's the part that really gets me is there are times where Tatum has risen up. When Jason Tatum scored his 50 in the one game that they beat, or the one game they won against Brooklyn a couple years ago, and it was, oh, look at Tatum, da-da-da. 
that to me is one where you might have been able to look at and say, okay, but they're also like, what, 23 and 24 at the time, Tatum and Brown. They're they're evolving players. They're not complete right now. And I think that we have seen in other instances, there are some guys who have the team around them to be able to do it, and then there are those who have to take a little bit of a different path. Um I, I just think last well, my thing year, is like, yeah, go ahead. My, my thing I, is, okay, hmm. when it comes to the number one seed, okay, why not give yourself every single advantage imaginable? Now, that not, is a fair point. I would just say, not that, okay, sure, Steve, I get it. Like, you guys got a great road record, and yeah, maybe it's no big deal. Why risk it? What's the why, one thing you didn't have last year? Kind just of thing, let's right? just uh, let's just close it out. And when it, if it's in doubt, you know, we know no matter what. That team has got to come back to Boston with this crowd and take it from us. Like that's that will be your your whole your your message. Make them take it from us at home in front of our fans. You're gonna get everybody's best best no matter what, and uh, and you hope it's a team that lives on the West Coast and they're just worn out from flying and lactic acid buildup and they're just. <sighs> I, I just feel like it's important. Does is it the end all be all? No. But it's if it wasn't so important, then they wouldn't make it so hard to achieve, and it wouldn't be so hotly contested right now. Yeah, I uh, on the whole inconsistency with Tatum, there were a couple of games in there where he had some duds along the way. Uh, you know, ten points in Game Three in Milwaukee and ten points against uh, Miami. But on the whole. I I I think the guy has been pretty good. He's also played like seventy four freaking playoff games, and he's only twenty what twenty five years old. Like there's a lot of experience there. And I think that's another reason why I don't freak out if this team doesn't get the number one seed. There's been a lot of playoff games between your two best players. Throw Marcus Smart in there. Malcolm Brogdon's a veteran. I I, I will say this before we break real sure. quick. He will be the most dissected, criticized player in the playoffs. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Oh yeah. Absolutely under the most pressure, the most approved. It went to the finals, take the next step, that whole thing. Yeah. It's called LeBron treatment because when you have expectations on you, the way Jason Tatum does, I'm with you. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to be uh, intently breaking down Jason Tatum. So again, Celtics Cavs tonight. uh, Celtics are a five point favorite minus two ten on the money line. So I know that we're getting into some combine talk with our guy, Christian Fourier, who's been through this. But you're going to see a bunch of dudes in shorts doing all different kinds of activities, running, jumping, catching, and maybe lifting some weights. And I want to get Fourier's thoughts on something the Pro Football Hall of Famer Joe Thomas said about the Combine next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck because that's your birthday. You can find me in the club. So, Foyer, there ain't going to be much clubbing going on in Indianapolis, Indiana for the Combine. Players are there. It's really a uh, public job interview. When you really look at the NFL Combine, you're going to put all this stuff on TV. You're going to have a press conference where 
You're going to be asked all kinds of questions. Yeah. You're running around in your uh, tight shirt and the, the shorty shorts and, you know, I mean, people. Shorty shorts. No, they're not short. They used to be really short. They used to be, we used to call them grays. Yeah, they were grays, but uh, they were, but they were like tights with no jock and no yeah. underwear. You would see the thing flopping all over. Yeah, the place. ask that defensive lineman three years ago whose whole junk fell out. I had a hog and yam bag yeah. out at the same time. He did. He did an unbelievable tuck and roll to be able to get that thing in there. But nevertheless, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you do at the combine that people kind of roll their eyes for you. And you have enlightened us to some of these yeah. things connected with the combine. I want you to hear something that one of the newest Pro Football Hall of Famers said about the combine, and I want to see if you co-signed and agree with uh, Joe Thomas. Okay. Who uh, is talking about the bench press. This is my least favorite event uh, that the combine does because I think it's probably the lowest level of transition between performance there and an indicator of if they're going to be good at any position. I remember some of these defensive linemen who are just good bench pressers who've got short arms, they got big chests, they can do like 40, 50 reps. And it really, there's no carryover whatsoever to playing strength. Like at least if you run a fast 40 or you got a good broad jump, you know that the guy's explosive. Now, maybe he's not able to get into the positions he needs biomechanically to create force on the field and be a good football player but at least if he has to run straight or at least if he has to like knock a guy off the ball for one yard like you know he's capable of doing that but the bench rest doesn't tell you anything about explosion like if you really wanted to know how strong a guy was his ability to push a player you would do like a deadlift or a squat or maybe a hang clean or a power clean like those things actually are good indicators of how powerful is this person Bench press is completely irrelevant. Totally agree. And here's the crazy thing. It's what most players spend the most time on. Because it's almost like a, I don't know, I mean, it's almost like a hardo look at me. Because I, I, I had asked you earlier, like, what was the most you'd ever bench press 220? Because, hey, what do you bench? What do you bench? What do you bench? That's no what it says, is. What do you deadlift? What do you do? No, at the gym, when you're a kid... They base your strength on how much you bench, how much you bench. You go first. I bench 225. Well, I bench 226. It's like always one pound more. It is true. Okay? So I spent so much time on this stupid test, and I and I, I'm a, historically have jacked up shoulders, and that was one of the reasons why I jacked my shoulder up. Constantly, constantly practicing this test to do it twice in my life. Once at the Combine. And then once at my pro day. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. You will never get tested on 225 again the rest of your life. No. Yet we spend so no, we they spend so much time on it, so much energy on it to determine whether or not like you're any good at it. Some of the best blocking linemen I've ever seen, some of the best linebackers, they were all weak as hell. All of them. Totally weak. And some of the strongest were the worst, but easily the worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can give you, uh, you know, name after name, you know, but it is amazing. Blocking is about leverage more than it is strength. It's all leverage. Yes. It's all, I mean, listen, if you have strength, it's a plus. I mean, God, right, what, because imagine you can, if you have both. Because you can overcome bad technique, yeah, right? Yeah, like if you're, you both. if you're Quentin Nelson, who's a great offensive lineman, but you throw in a 500-pound bench press on top of it, 
That's why you have a Hall of Fame level line. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, so he says do a deadlift. I would say nah. Most team, most guys don't do a deadlift. Power clean was the one that but most we guys don't always do it. harped on. You'll know, say with me, but most teams. Well, I never. Once I got in the pros, that no one does hand cleans. No one does cleans from the floor. No, because everybody no gets lunges. hurt. <laughs> well, nobody gets. Everybody gets hurt. Right. They don't know how to do it. When you're 19 and 20, and they say, "Hey, I want you to power clean 300 pounds." Some just jacked up dude who never lifts, and he's just strong, goes, and he just Bleh! country strength. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's exactly no what that technique. is. And nope. then sure enough, when you're 27, it's like, yeah, there goes my back. <laughs> right? <laughs> more people have more. They just don't let you do it anymore. You know what they do now? Um, Cybex test? <laughs> they, no, they do some sort of, yeah, there's, no, not the Cybex that we were talking about with the quad. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. That, that would be the other one I would say is dumb. They do these things called belt squats. I don't know if you've ever seen them before. So so there's like uh, obviously like a belt. Is it attached to the back of the weight belt it or something? It is or? attached to the back of the weight belt. It's like an industrial, old school, heavy Olympic lifter belt that you see. It's real thick. Oh, yeah. Okay, Joe blue. Weider weight belt. Yeah, yeah. so they, they wrap one of those around Charles you. Atlas. And they attach a, a hook to it. And, and there's a cable that is attached to the weight. And you basically... Like sit down like a squat below ninety degrees, maybe maybe at ninety, and then just no hands, right? You you can you can do whatever you want to do, but you gotta basically just stand up. That's it. That is is it's that's it. There's no it's odd. It, but that's what most teams do now. That most teams do not put a uh, uh they don't put a bar on your back and say give me a squat. Nobody does it. Everybody gets hurt. Ooh, my back. Yes, yes. So they do a belt squat. <laughs> Even though right before the Super Bowl, everybody was making a big deal about Jalen Hurts squatting like 600 pounds or 650 or whatever it was or something like I'll that. Get, how old is he? Uh, 24. Some, he's a baby. <laughs> Let me see Jalen Hurts do 500 pounds so, squat when he's 30. So what you're saying is, is that Cole Strange, at this point in his NFL career, might do a 500-pound squat. David Andrews will knock that down to about 385 and rep it out. Stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like the meathead nature of weightlifting in the combine. Like it, he's right. Like that 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 test is stupid. Like I mean, what I mean, I saw this thing the other day about the 40-yard dash how some teams could care less about your first 20. What they like is your last 20. They want to see like you know, ramming speed. Dear I don't Lord. know what the hell I call it. I know, right, breakaway speed, pull away yeah. speed, separation speed. Meanwhile, with linemen, it's what do you do in your first five yards? That's you it. have explosion. If a, right? if an offensive lineman is running any any if farther than ten yards, it's because he's chasing some uh, DB who intercepted a pass, or he's or going to screen. celebrate a score. Oh, oh yeah, that. Or, or celebrating a score. There's or three. The screen, screen, score, or yeah. pick six. There you oh. go. Uh, we roll into hour two of Gresh and Fourier. Boy, were people at the combine landing on thick for some of those in the Patriots coaching staff? Also, we got to get to the latest with the potential number one pick in the NFL draft and a arrest warrant. We'll also get into the tale of T. Higgins. If you were hoping for T, your time is up. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.